I stupidly want to sing a song to introduce the the um, the podcast. What song are we gonna sing? What song are we gonna sing, Wendell? <laughs> oh my gosh! Remember when you used to do those Disney songs at Bates? Oh night? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. Mermaid. So, uh, there was um. Let's do we, the mermaid. Which one? I don't know that song. Part of your world. Yes. I don't know. Go ahead and do it. I don't know it. Well, then it won't be fun if you don't know it. Okay. Um, Aladdin, Mulan, that's one of my favorites. I don't know Mulan. Look at me. I will never pass for a perfect bride or a perfect daughter. Can it be I'm not meant to play this part? Yes. Now I see. Hey. That if I were truly to be myself, <laughs> I would break my family's heart. Tell me you know the song. I do not know this song. Who is that girl I I'm Christine. I know that part. Staring straight back at me. Why is my reflection someone I don't know? Don't uh. how we um we both decided to be harmoniously flat for that singing <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gave up on the key oh no what is key what is key we were in like um, and why is it not important l flat <laughs> l flat <laughs> welcome back to the dance union podcast where we talk about the well meaning the wealthy the well-rounded, the well-grounded, all of these W words are going to start with well, the well-positioned, the well-received, and the whopping walliness of being a dancer in this dance world. Um, I am Jay Bowie. I'm Melanie. And Oh, I'm Wendell. And we are the Dance Union. Um, I was going to introduce you, Wendell, but you've okay. been here before, so people should... You know, I'm like the cousin who just show up unannounced. Yes. Here I am. So you know, Hungry. open up their t- right, Hungry, open up the refrigerator. Full plate and a to go plate. And it's a t- and yeah. I bring nothing. Except <laughs> asshole and appetite. But also you're that cousin that's like in about ten or fifteen minutes you start looking making eyes around her like I'm gonna go out and smoke anybody wanna come <laughs> <laughs> to the back. Yes. Them eyes. Right. They just disappear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so how y'all doing today? How's everybody feeling? I'm feeling great and mm-hmm. grateful today. You don't, that is, okay. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling great and grateful today. Yeah. I mean, I really mean it. It's really pretty outside. And it is so gorgeous. Yeah. What do you want to, uh, today is July 19th? Sure. Sure. Yes. Yeah, uh, the computer says um, it's July 19th. So in case you're wondering what day this is, in case this episode comes out and the weather outside is atrocious, on, tis, on this here day, 
this day of our Lord. It is uh, wonderful outside. And I have a crop top on, so. <clears throat> yes. How the belly doing? button will not be contained. It won't be. Oh. And and a lot of this, um, the the bottom two sections of my abs. This is a higher I, crop. I mean, I think I think it's great that you can section it off like that. Um, <laughs> you know, I also, I had a midriff on yesterday. It was just belly. I mean, it just, it wasn't <laughs> sectioned. Belly. You know what? There are people Beautiful. whose natural anatomy doesn't allow them to have, like, ab definition. I've heard. But at the same time, they still look sexy. Like, it's abs Abs don't make sexiness. It is you confidently walking around with the things that God gave you. Truly. Yeah. Because I've seen plenty of people who, like, somebody would deem as, like, unattractive. I'm like, no, they look great because they owning they believe it. it. Yeah, they're owning it, you know? Amen. And I want a slice of that. So that's all yes. you need. Like if you're sliver. meaty and you're in your meaty, yes. oh my gosh, there's nothing better. You just work it. Yeah. You make everybody want mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. Just like don't hide it. Like crop it out. You know, just put a crop on and just be out here. It's summer. I need to have everybody out here showing skin. Because you need to, because the thing is the winter, especially for us melanated folks, the winter makes our melanin like all uneven. You know what I mean? Like my and toes. It makes us depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I need to go out into the sun. I need to get these inner arms back to what they need to be. I need to get these toes to where they need to be. I need to get this back and midriff. Like, my face is always a few shades darker than the rest of my body in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I need to. And so I'm assuming everybody else needs to do the same. No farmer's hand. Yeah. How are you doing, Lindo? I'm pretty good. You know, I'm super sore because I went to the gym one day. But, yeah, I'm going to go back. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. But besides that, I'm good. I'm grateful. Living in this summer, you know. Yes. Happy to be breathing warm air. Happy to be mm-hmm. breathing warm air. That's it. Okay, real <clears throat> quick annoying note. We have to, like, talk, like, real close to the mic. Mm-hmm. Or Orlando and Ricardo are going to be like, um, I can't hear you. Because <laughs> they literally called me one episode and just was like, hey, girl, how you doing? I'm like, good. They're like, great. So we're listening to the podcast and we can't hear you. And I was like, wow, I really appreciate you guys for, Good note. you know, I really appreciate you guys for taking care of us and taking care of me. At the breakfast club, they'd be like, put your lips on the mic. I'm that's, like, oh. that's it. That's kind of. Put uh, your lips on the mic. Right. We don't do that in this public space. I'm thinking about actually spelling my name with some capital letters. Because if one more person leaves that E off the end of green, I might oh. flip a table. <laughs> I might. Flip a tables. Well, it looks Yo. weird. It's like the street green in Brooklyn. Exactly. That's Fort Green. That's also weird. The general green. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are we ready to, what, what kind of transitionary step do you want to do on over to this next segment? Um, <laughs> I mean, I had, a li- I had a list. Like, um, We have two Aries running a podcast, so that means everything is the last minute. Okay, so you can use this. There's a hook swing. You can say black bottom, but I'm going to talk about that in a couple days. Okay. Uh, you did you assemble yet? You probably have. I, is assemble a transitory step though? It can be because it's a landing step, like you land. Who says it can't transition? Window ballet expert in the room. <laughs> um, it depends. Assemble, you do it in the air and then you land, and then I don't know if it's transition. But you can assemble chug. Okay, give us a combination. Yeah. We're going to assemble, uh-huh. chug, torjete. Now when we chug, we chugging on both feet from that fifth. No, that don't make no sense. So we're going to, oh, so, okay. 
Let's assemble. Assemble. Uh-huh. Chug, chug on the front foot. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. On the front foot. Towards your tail. With the back attitude. Tor- the back foot goes boom boom. Yes. Boom, yes. Boom. Uh-huh. It swings mm-hmm. through boom. And you land, and now we're in a new spot. Hello. Okay. So Bam. what is that spot? Can you give us the step again into the section? What is? It? Are are we in the history? Yeah. Fabulous. Hold on. Let me, let me pull up my notes. <laughs> so we're gonna assemble. Mm-hmm. Chug. Towards your tail. <laughs> Into our what you should have learned in history, but probably did not. Yes. I love the chug. We, we were in real modern. It was <laughs> yes. like ballet, modern. Boom. Ballet. Yes. Yeah. What? It was with a flex foot, too. Yeah. Because okay. we versatile. <laughs> and we flex the hand. You are nowhere near this mic. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, oh my God. I love this so much. <laughs> I'm going to have to hold it. <laughs> real tight. Okay. This is what you should have learned, but you probably didn't. So today I'm going to talk about the lovely Ida Beatrice Queen Victoria Louise Virginia Smith. This is one Mm. person, better known as Bricktop. She was an American dancer, jazz singer, vaudevillian, and self-described saloon keeper who owned her own nightclub called Shea Bricktop in Paris from 1924 to 1961. So she was an entrepreneur, Mm. a dancer, a seer. She was like holding herself down. Mm. Hello. So that's what I got. Bricktop. Um, Bricktop. Yeah. Do you, have you heard of her? Badass. I mean, not until today. But I've never heard of her. She's an African-American woman holding it down. Well, it's moved that, to Paris. Yeah. Well, yeah. she moved around the time like Josephine Baker did. Because, uh-huh. you know, African-Americans were getting more opportunities. Yeah. It says she was known for her signature cigars and drew many celebrities to her club, including Cole Porter, the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, mm. F. Scott Fitzgerald, and she had protégés like Duke Ellington, Mabel Mercer, and they say Josephine Baker, but I feel like they may have had a little tumultuous relationship. I don't mm. think it was as cordial as our history likes as to put history it. Likes to mm-hmm. put it yeah. um, you know, I'm starting to learn something about history. This may not be true. This is just my perspective. Mm-hmm. Everybody was fucking in the past. Okay, yeah, that, that what? <laughs> so in the sense of what I'm saying, I feel like they probably had like a sexual relationship that didn't end so well. Bricktop and Josephine. Look, mm-hmm. and y'all, this is this is Jay now. Rewriting history. I'm not rewriting history. I'm just learning things about history. Is that because like, um, what's his name? What's his name? Our uncle, um, granddaddy, really is what his name. Music executive. Quincy Jones. Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones came out here and told us that Marlon Brando was fucking uh, Red Fox. That's what it was. Shut up. Don't tell me you don't believe it. Don't tell me you don't believe it. Don't you sit here and tell me that you don't believe it. Right, exactly. I don't. So, I'm trying to. Know. No, I'm trying to see. Them. I don't see it. You don't have to see it because the thing is, they already said it. The thing is that Red Fox already admitted to having sexual relationships with men because at that time they were a lot more free, probably more free than we are. And then drugs were also a part of it. So like when you're high and you just like want to feel touched, it doesn't matter. And then um, Marlon Brando and James Baldwin have a storied relationship. Right. Marlon Brando also was notorious for just fucking a mailbox like he was just like that attractive and he was like look i like the colored folk i like my penis to be touched so let's just make it happen mm. all right the... well we're gonna google that later <laughs> do we need google or do we just can we just live off of assumptions well you know what happens when you make assumptions you make an ass out of yourself you no. you you make mm-hmm. an ass out of you mm-hmm. that's no. how the word goes it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, what are we talking about today? We are talking about dance awards. 
Let's do it. T- the, and it's like two main questions. Okay. Are they necessary? Mm. And are they biased? The ones that are here. Where's the where's the bias? Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need them in their bias. Yeah. What you got, Wendell? What you got for us? Um well I I think about all award shows, not just dance, and yeah. I think they're all necessary and I think they're all biased. Why are they necessary? Um, um I think it's it's a good moment for people to be recognized. Mm-hmm. And for people to learn about what they don't know. I feel like me learning about the besties and seeing who's nominated actually turns my eye towards them Mm -hmm. and just opens me up to, I guess, what a general feel is about the dance world. Not that I can't change it, not that I can't add to it, but it gives me something to relate back to. And it's a little bit more authentic than something like the Grammys or the Oscars where, yes, Dance ones are political, but those are like, you know, you're counting on money, you're counting on people's status, yeah. a bunch of other things. And yeah, I'm glad that dance at least has one. Yeah, and I'm I'm also glad that, and there are other kinds of dance awards too. Like there's, I think there's one called the Dance Awards, right? Which seems to be more like competition based. Like, oh yeah, that's uh, the one my sister's at now. Right, legit. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called the Dance Awards. The Dance Awards. Right. So there are many different kinds of dance awards, but the thing is that it's not as um what do you call all inclusive mm-hmm. like the grammys is music and anything that goes that has to do with the voice being recorded because then you can also get a grammy for your stand-up comedy or your mm-hmm. spoken word album so like, obama got one right yeah obama got one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um we don't yet as dancers we don't yet have an all-inclusive nationally recognizing uh award ceremony for dance but we have pockets and in new york we have the besties which I'm assuming, like, people who are similar to me don't know um, what the besties were at a moment. Mm-hmm. Let's see awards. So I'm going to read the full title so you can do a Google. Because it's called the New York Dance and Performance Bessie Awards. Mm-hmm. This year it will be the 34th annual. It seems to me that the why it's necessary, especially the Bessies, is because it was put in place to sort of recognize dance that was not happening so-called uptown. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like without getting into the like politics of uh, what's uptown downtown. Yes. That it's it's good that it recognizes mm-hmm. folks. I'm always um every time the nominations and stuff are out, I'm always thinking about all the people who weren't recognized mm-hmm. or like for every one person that you you sort of praise, there's like 30 other people who are also doing amazing work. Right. I think there's there's a lot to be said about the awards, specifically the besties. And one thing I appreciate about the besties is that they tell you how to be considered. Because people, I think one of the main arguments is like, oh, this person should have been nominated. You should have nominated this person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there's agency in making sure that people get seen because a lot of it is people being people. Like, in the sense of, like, the bestie um, nominating community are made of people who can see a limited amount of shows in their life. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And there's so much dance happening in the city that it's almost impossible for everybody to see um, all the things. So let's just look at the the bestie committee that you can find online. It's literally in the About section. And you have the steering committee that's listed, all their names. Um, And then you also have the selection committee 
that's listed. And basically what this section says is like, um, the Bessie Selection Committee is responsible for choosing work to be awarded from the 2017-2018 season. If you wish to invite the selection, selection committee to your show, please email them directly and include the following. How to get press tickets, what sort of works you do slash the press release and the show information. Mm. So they are letting you know, like, look, if you want to be considered for one of these things, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. Mm. And the there's like, I'm I'm just taking a glance. There's like about thirty folk on here that you can reach out to because it has not only their names, but I think they all have like a profile that you can click on. Let me see if I can click on somebody to know. Oh, oh, actually, you click on their address. name, their little email address comes up. So yeah, perfect. So let's talk about. I think part of the part of it where it shows when I notice that there's bias, part of the bias comes into who gets to say, who gets to be seen. So like with the Oscars, which I really loved about the Academy Awards Oscars, is that we had like two straight years of Oscars so white that was hashtagged and it was um, somewhat of a movement. And the president, let me just also let's let's keep doing facts checks. Let me just make sure I know. Um, Academy Award president because she's a black woman and she's amazing. Mm. While you're fact checking that, has anyone been to the Besties before? Yeah, over the last two years. Oh, nice. Let me talk closer. <laughs> <laughs> have you been? Jay? No, I have not. Um, I went to the, I went the last two years with um, with Wonder. And the um, <laughs> the first year we went was 2016. Yeah, that one was like. It was inspiring because I was like, I've never seen a dance award show mm -hmm. ever, and I'm here, and I'm so happy to be here. So this is nice to like, okay, I'm here, cool. Um, and I also was about seeing what this was. Still new to New York, still trying to figure out like mm -hmm. what the lay of the land is. I don't really have an opinion. I'm just like gathering information. Second show, it was like the besties are so black. It was like, oh, because I'm now I'm comparing mm -hmm. like last year. Yes, I did notice there was a. We saw who were nominated and who were nominated for things, so there was like a trend, you know, like at the Grammys, you got so and so has the most amount of nominations, so you're gonna hear their names throughout mm -hmm. the evening. Um, but this past year, it seemed to be way more diversified. There was less trends of people being nominated for just every award, but also um, people who, and it was noted during the awards, like uh, Forces of Nature people who have been doing work in New York City for decades are mm -hmm. like like now getting recognized for the besties. Mm -hmm. So the 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 culture around the besties and the selection committee themselves have changed enough to now have a wider um range of folks to be nominated and it and it also felt black. That was that kind of like energy in the room where like it wasn't like, oh can you guys be quiet? Can you not cheer so loud? It didn't feel like that. So it wasn't stuffy. It wasn't stuffy, yeah. And then there was an after party, which had insomnia cookies and pizza. Insomnia cookies are so good. Yeah. Sponsor us. They Sp are. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? If they're going to sponsor y'all. They are. Right. I, I had it in Philly going to school, and I had it so much. That was your fault. Yeah, that was That problem. is. You, why? Go it's to just the one the, in the, the village. specialness. I need a grandma's homemade cookie now. And you that's what it one. is in the village. I don't. There's somebody's grandma back there cooking them there right is. now. She got the grays. Mm -hmm. She got this part of the arm. <laughs> Wendell, going. how dare you? Now, like I will say, I like that once is. tried to get it delivered to me. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Yeah, that that's where I was doing. No, because mm -hmm. too much air has hit it by that point. You got to get it straight. That thin wax paper. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's where oh. I'm on. And you don't oh get God. the small ones. Get the big, disgusting, like 
chocolates all over mm-hmm. my finger good <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh and those snickerdoodles Ooh, yeah that's one of why the best like that's one of the best cookies around no the snickerdoodles it's like it's like a sugar cookie but then it has some cinnamon just mm. oh my god it's delicious you guys are monsters they're so good how do you like snickerdoodles? What on kind purpose? of cookie you like? One that has a symmetrical amount of chips. Mm-hmm. I like chocolate chip cookies as a base. It's, it is it is America's cookie, okay? And then I like a double chocolate chip where the batter is also chocolate and there's chocolate chips. Oh, that's too much chocolate. No, there's no such thing. <laughs> and then I like a triple chocolate. We have two different kinds of chocolate and the batter is also chocolate that's or three lot. different kinds of chocolate. It doesn't. Don't. <laughs> and then. I also really appreciate um, a s'mores cookie with chocolate marshmallows and a little bit of graham cracker situation in mm. the middle. I get with that. Mm-hmm. I don't like snickerdoodles because it tastes bland. It's not enough. It's just not a bland hit, cookie is just enough for me. Sugar. You do like it. Every time I go in the refrigerator, there's a sugar cookie <laughs> situation. It's You don't need a lot. You know. Also, maybe it's not hitting your taste buds right because with my palate, there's a lot going on with a snickerdoodle. I, I can recognize what's going on. It is still a party in my mouth. Um, so it's maybe it's just a matter of conditioning your taste buds. It's a sophistication, darling. Conditioning. Yes. <laughs> the thing is, snickerdoodles <laughs> are racist, and I'm going to leave it there. They're racist. And that's a fact. Don't, you don't even need to check it, folks. You don't even need to. You just need to know that they are racist. No, um, I don't like snickerdoodles because they... Oh, I broke it. They are, they remind me of blondies, and I don't blondies mm. don't make sense to me. You like blondies, don't you? I don't favor them. Okay, it just it depends. I I won't let it sit there. I'll eat it. I won't let it get stale. Okay, so the Academy Awards um, president, her name is Cheryl Boone Isaacs. She um, noted what was going on with the Oscars of Soul White situation, and she decided to change the membership criteria, which basically had I think three main phases. The first one is that excuse me, if you were basically inactive for like the past five years, which a lot of older white um, people on the nominating committee or voting committee were, then you kept your status of being a member, but you were put in emirated status, which doesn't allow you to vote. So mm-hmm. you can still be a member, but shut up. Then um, she changed the entire criteria to allow more and like more diverse and younger people to come in and be a part of the voting committee, which then brought in an influx of um, younger artists, younger voting committees, people. I'm I'm just getting my words all tied up because I'm trying to remember the email that was actually like sent out that Cheryl Boone created. But it it um, revolutionized, maybe not revolutionized, but it changed it enough to allow things like Moonlight to win. Um, and I think this year coming up, when we watch this year's i'm trying to think what movie like yeah when we see black panther up there it's going to win a bunch of things as well because of the new voting criteria and i think it's one of those things that um gives me hope about structural change all it needs was somebody to go in and look at what the problem was and say i'm gonna twist it i'm gonna flip it it's revitalized well i don't know about revitalized but yeah but it helps it helps even out what is bias. Yeah. And right. what is not. Yeah. So um I think it's very possible for the Bessies. Not not sorry, not the Bessies. I think it's very possible for like other dance awards to do as well. Grammys are f- like far behind that. I can't believe Jay Z got nominated for eight Grammys and won none. Yeah. Those kind of things. Another one of our darlings who just hasn't actually gotten nominated for things. 
Camille Brown did not get nominated for an Emmy for um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. Wait, is this another one she didn't get nominated? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's that why I had to take a breath. Oh, yeah, the Emmy for that. And then and they got 13 Emmys. So it's like... Yeah, they got nominated for 13 things. Okay. And none of them were that. So this she didn't is, get one for Once on this Island either. Yeah. Okay, so that was for Tony. Right. So yeah. Emmys. Emmys has been having... Um, what do you call those things? Uh, choreography, best choreography awards since the fifties. Mm. Who did get nominated? Actually, for the Emmys, it's a lot of so you think people from oh, what I saw. God. It's like a, like four or five. I gotta figure out where I found it. Yeah, um, I think this year there was it was mostly so you think you dance. Which who is still watching that? Really, who? Yeah. If you're still watching it, please hit us up in, G- in our Gmail account, the Dance Union Podcast at gmail.com, and let us know what you're watching and why. I would like to know why you're watching So You Think You Dance. See? Oh, yeah. Still. And then let Jay know why. Because I have questions. Um, not the winners. Okay, whatever. Um, the Emmy choreographer, best choreography is just all So You Think You Dance type stuff. But also, I was looking to see if they were just being like, Ugh, we don't want to see a black woman win. I thought it was going to be like that kind of situation. Found out that Debbie Allen has the most nominations of any like best choreographer for the Emmy. She has 11, and she has one of the most wins. She has three wins in her career. Um, I think she's tied with some other person. And even Judith, Judith Jameson won an Emmy for best choreography in the 90s for mm-hmm. um, like honoring Alvin Ailey shortly after he passed. Um, so there's, so it's n- it's not that I'm trying to figure out. So why is it only So You Think You Can Dance at this moment? Because it was So You Think You Can Dance and Dance with the Stars. The question is who was on the panel. And, that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if we want other voices to be recognized, probably different people have to get on these panels. That is true. I wish I saw, I didn't see either one. And I think if I saw Jesus Christ Superstar, then that would give me a little bit more, like, play to speak from. Yeah. So right now, the nominations are the show, The Late Night Show with James Corden. Um, the choreographer is Chloe Arnold, yes, and then Chloe. you know her. Yeah, she's a black woman. She taps. Oh well, double. Let me go ahead and uh, mm-hmm. congratulate Chloe for being nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm always rooting for everybody black, so I hope you get it. Um, and then the other four nominations are So You Think You Dance with Mandy Moore, Travis Wall, Al Blackstone. Did and you say Christopher Mandy Scott. Moore? Yeah, not that Mandy not Moore. Not the actress. Yeah, the dance. You not mean the singer. Yeah, singer slash Ooh, actress. that is shade. Oh, that was shade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you not watched This Is Us? She's good in This Is Us. I didn't like that movie where she was stuck in that cage with the shark. That was some of her worst work yet. That's well, see, because I, when I was growing up, she was talking about pennies in her pocket. So I don't, I stopped following mm-hmm. her when she became an actress. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're going to well. be the best, like, grandmother. <laughs> right. Why? Because you already throw shade, like, like our ancestors do, is all I'm saying. It's mm. so effortless. <laughs> like An actress, that. that's what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get the facts straight. Trying to, make, trying to make myself understand. So, yeah, honestly, since I think you'd answered the scene, they had, like, a monopoly over um, the... What do you call it? So you think you can dance. It was like honestly between so you think you can dance so you think you can dance and dancing with the stars. You know, high school musical too had a little moment. It just seems like right now dance and the award shows is all about the commercial scene. I was about to say that's what it sounds like. It's Especially very Especially for these things. Yeah. The Emmys, the Oscars, the Grammys. It's all about these America's high appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well What's Grammys announces itself or 
positions itself as it not being about commercial success. It's, I don't believe that because they that. don't take everybody because, into yeah, consideration. Right. Yeah. It's all it's about visibility. Who's visible? The you know, other thing about the Grammys, similar to the Besties, you have to submit your stuff to be considered. So Janelle Monet has been notorious for not submitting her things to be considered for Grammys, even though like mm-hmm. she probably would win many. Can people do that on be- her behalf? Yeah. Um, right. I think it's one of those things that if that is true, she probably just has like a real agreement with her team and being like, don't do that. Like, like, Frank agreed to that, I'm guessing. Frank. Ocean. Yes, I think also and, Frank. And uh, mm-hmm. James Blake. Yeah. They don't have their things uh, submitted to the Grammys. Good for them. You know? I mean, I, I mean that says a lot. Yeah, to let like let that. your work speak, and mm-hmm. you don't need you don't need to be praised or like mm-hmm. give any kind of accolades for it because you know what your work is doing. And I think that's part of like my biggest question about the award shows because the dance right now mm-hmm. is existing outside of award shows, like a nationally recognized one. And does that mean that we need? Okay, so we asking about the necessity of one. Mm-hmm. Is it necessary for us to have one? Because like, what would that what would that do for us? I think it does increase, like you say, visibility and mm-hmm. knowledge about artists that you may not have known about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be very careful that it doesn't get to a point where it's a form of validation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a measurement of success, because I don't think that's what it's saying, or that's not what it seems to be to me. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, I don't think you should work all your life just to get these things. No. And honestly, I think it's one of those things that we can't control what other people are going to work their lives for because mm-hmm. some people can be working their whole life to get a Grammy. But at the end of the day, it's almost like it's like dating. Mm-hmm. Like when you go out and like, I'm going to get married. Like if that is your goal, like I and you're single, like I'm trying to get wifed up. You're just going to be like people can feel that desperation mm-hmm. off of you and probably like walk away. That's a little gross. Yeah. So like if I think if you're going out, like my goal is to get these things, they probably not going to happen. And they and like the besties has some like a lifetime achievement, right? Because there's also there's something to be said about like folks like you say who've been in the game so long that if you look at their entire portfolio, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it may not be as visible or it didn't seem successful, quote unquote. But it's like if you look at the whole entire booklet of what's been happening with this person, it's just pretty damn profound. Mm-hmm. So like, is that? I'm sure that there's something in there for that too, right? There, because like last year it was uh, Jawala, yeah, mm-hmm. which like look. Like, look at the stats. Yeah, look at the stats. I mean, yeah. If she performed, it was beautiful. Ooh. She knocked She's it out. so fierce. <laughs> Amazing. And I think the other thing, it's what I loved about uh, last year and watching Jawa Lake perform is that it was it was like a community moment. Like, as soon as we knew Jawa Lake was going to perform, everybody was like, all right. I saw people literally sitting up, standing up, getting ready to get a better view. Like, that I think that speaks about the power of the of why her receiving the lifetime achievement was like super mm-hmm. on. And also, she lives and breathes what she does. It's like she's about community. She's about this this camaraderie, mm-hmm. and you feel and you sense that. And you sense it. Mm-hmm. She radiates it, like down. Yeah. So I think when it comes to award shows for dance, I want one, and this is the and I'm not happy about why I want one. I want one because I want dance to be more respected in the eyes of people who do not already respect dance so in a way i'm trying to appeal to people who don't give a fuck about us already because mm-hmm. in the sense that i i still see dance as one of the redheaded stepchildren of arts in general one is because we just don't we naturally don't conform to capitalist standards as capitalism is set up right now we can't we can't package these things and sell them well you have to be like like not all, but there are some. Like, there's like all these arguments about the difference between art and entertainment. 
Yeah. So are you saying like, because like the ones that are in entertainment, mm -hmm. they're making money and they're they're like measuring their success based on the commercialization and the, well, the commodifying of their products. Yeah, they're making money, but rarely are they. This is what I mean by like in and of itself. So dance a lot of times is um, to order in order to package it and to distribute it. It uh, a lot of times exists in film. So like Pina, Pina was like a national phenomenon, not because not only because of who Pina was, but due in part because it was a film that you can then distribute and and allow people to like see over and over again. The other thing, music videos. So then dance is then connected again to another art form, music, to help get its validity. So people who work in entertainment are either working in the movie um, industry or they're working in music industry along with to, to get their coins up and or to help validate themselves to go to conventions and be like, I'm making this money. I'm, I want you to pay me $5,000 to teach this one class. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But rarely or, or if at all or any more, do I see um, dancers, dance artists, or the, the the craft of dance being respected because of dance, to the to a standard that is similar or even rivaling something like film, music, you know, television? I think it's so taken for granted because mm -hmm. dance is so it's such, it's just a part of everything. Yeah. Like even the question of why doesn't the Oscars have a choreography section? Mm -hmm. And I think it's people just take it for granted it's in everything yeah and just as much as it can be the background it could be the most amazing thing about something yeah. it just doesn't get that credit and all those other things where it does get credit it's usually always accompanied with something else like it's partnered with the films in order to show it or it's partnered with the music to bring it to life yeah and for people to sit and watch silent dance like people who don't normally do it i feel like they they don't they don't click into it in yeah. that way. And I was gonna say like that makes sort of sense. Like one of the things that's so inherent in us to do, which is movement, even mm -hmm. if you don't consider yourself a dancer, even the way we walk down the sidewalk can be considered choreography and all those things, that like it's the first thing to be sort of, you know, like you say, taken for granted. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say something else but I forgot. I think it's it's also taken for granted and also we aren't priming our society to know how to even view it. Because part of um, the discomfort people have with going to museums is they don't know how to view art, like mm -hmm. art, like stationary art on walls and statues and things like that. So a lot of people, like I, I know there's conversation in the art realm about frustration of people walking through museums and literally just taking photos of it and walking out. So like people are spending a lot less time in museums with works because it's almost like, um, they're 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 collecting art on their phone as if they're like catching Pokemon. Let me take a picture of this, take a picture, of this, take a picture of this, yeah. this, got it, and I'll leave and I'll post it on my Instagram, da 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 da. So um that that industry is changing in one way, but also like music, we have we use music to support math a lot of times in teaching. Music is something that is so everyday that we listen to. We talk about it. Music is now um a part of sports events you know what i mean like mm -hmm. our society is more primed to enjoy and relate to music um same thing with television television is our favorite america's favorite pastime so when it comes to dance dance i think when we actually 
get down to it, dance ha- still has a very sexual connotation to it about like moving the body, and that's not our fault. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is our society that we have a very we don't have a sex positive um, sex- society. Because uh, okay, now let's talk about if you have yeah. no real you have no real connection to dance as a dancer, dance enthusiast, or you're just like a middle America type of person. You're watching sports games. When will you see dance? You see it in the stands when the music comes on. Not not movement, but dance. Something that somebody tells you is dance because you don't know what really dance is. Are you talking about like with the dance teams and stuff? Yes. Well, I mean, but see. So who's on the dance teams? It's female, but I, I but wouldn't say it's sexual. W- I would not because it's the, social too. It's it, social. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it isn't because we know that it is. But I'm saying the view of it. And the way that Middle America has been fed dance is that it is sexual. And it's it's a combination of the industry, having cheerleaders look the way that they look, dress the way that they look, and do the certain choreographies that they do. And then also having a society that is not sex positive. So the, there's this fear of the body. And I remember one of the first things that I was that I heard when I got to college was that there was a parent who was concerned with his daughter rooming with the dancer because he was like, all the dancers are going to do is just drink and, and, and have sex all the time. And I was just like, what do you think that we do? <laughs> right. And then another time I went to the, um, what was that opera house in Midtown where you, where you go and listen to music? It's real high class. Carnegie Hall. Boom! Yeah. I went to Carnegie. I went to Carnegie Hall, and I was sitting next to somebody who saw um, the company I danced for dance like a couple nights before, and so we we're talking about it. And his question was, "Did the dancers have to be naked on stage to do the thing?" And I was like, "Well, nobody was naked. It's not that company. Like nobody was actually nude." And I was like, "What do you mean by naked?" And he said, "Do, do you have to be in like your swim?" Where they just felt like it was too sexual because you know the dancers were showing the form, the body, you know what I mean. So, when I saw that, like, this is a person who goes to Carnegie Hall on a regular basis, a person who is artistic or, or is a patron of the arts, and there's already a notion that dance is inherently sexual because the body is involved. And I think that's where that that right there, as much as we personally have our own, yeah, I'm things, just like society mm, is on a I we're just, not there. Yeah, I was just, there's a lot to digest in what you're saying, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, I don't know, I'm not in middle America, so I don't know how they're, they're seeing it. I think there is some truth to it, but mm-hmm. then I think it's something deeper than that. Because even with music, they found a way to sort of root it in a certain way, and which mm-hmm. dance has not found yet. Like, yeah. even with copywriting and like yes. these other ways of making it, um, creating this value system around it. Or even, I remember my in my university, it was the theater of music, it was a school of theater, music, and dance. Yeah. Dance was last. Dance always receives the last bit of funding, mm-hmm. everything. So there's something that society, like, so maybe it is rooted in, in the sexualized nature of the body and how the body is presented. But I'm thinking, like, was ballet that sexual? And that's one of the most recognizable forms of dance in America. Is is ballet sexual? Is that yeah. you're asking? Well, I, I would, mean, well, I the, would the stories are always about hetero yeah, love. Well, not even just love. A lot of times it's about rape. And incest and and like predatory nature, like Bluebird is about this Bluebird coming in and like having sex with a girl. That's what that's what was was that Cinderella? No, Sleeping Beauty. Bluebird. Yeah, Bluebird is about like a sexual relationship. What about the Nutcracker? The Nutcracker. Um, well, that's different because it's about a girl falling asleep and having like a whimsical dream. There's racist. What about, mm, <laughs> what about what's that other one? The 
I don't know. It's red. It's something about the I don't fiber. Know. Yeah, that one. I don't know much about that. That seems more contemporary. No. I also think with dance, it's the one art that doesn't you don't you don't see money falling from it. Like you mm-hmm. you hear rappers coming out and they already talk about money, and yeah. it's their first song. You like how? Um, and same with every other art. It's just wealth is attached to it, and wealth ain't attached to us. Mm-hmm. People don't see it like that, and that's what they tell their kids and. I think it's something about that pulls people away from it or it makes them respect it less. And I feel like and people are very uneducated about it, which we're, all, we're going to talk about um, mm-hmm. in, in another episode about what you can actually do in this field. Yeah. About when I decided to, to move into this industry, like my family had a lot of pushback because they were like, well, if you're not dancing for Ailey, what are you doing? And it's very competitive. How are you going to sustain yourself and make money? Yeah. So a lot of people are very uneducated about the possibilities of what we can do in this space. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the fact that like you do use your bodies and like the the therapy that can come from that or how yeah. people should be hiring dancers to do corporate events and things like that to help their employees learn how to sit stand better, yeah. how to like there's like all this stuff that again and maybe it's it's a matter of us taking the time to educate folks. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't want to take that time, but I, I mean, think, well, I, okay. I think I'm. I feel like I'm fighting, not fighting, but I'm championing this uh, perspective that non-dancers and people who are not body practitioners who don't have like a uh, relationship to the body, yes, outside of the just, just having one, um, there's an oversexualization of the body because there was um, at a APAP conference my. Uh, my boss lady, my friend Tiffany, mentioned this um, conversation she had with somebody when she gave him a hug, and the person that she gave a hug to like gave like the church hug. It was like just arms and like pelvis back, and she was like, "What are you? Why are you doing that? Just like hug me with your like with your front spine." She used that word front spine, and he was like, "Oh, like you know, I'm a little nervous." And then she was like, "Well, you just gotta desexualize your pelvis." You know what I mean? Just like dancers, we come in with the full body. We do a full body full body hug. So then at the end when people were like, you know, what did you learn during this thing? And the guy raised a hand and he was like, I learned how to desexualize my pelvis. <laughs> you know? That's revolutionary. Right. For <laughs> for a lot of people, that is really revolutionary. It's, and and not even just for people like men. Um, a lot of times men hit a certain age or a certain kind of like look or a certain stage of their puberty and sex or sorry, not sex, touch is only prescribed for sexual romantic relationships like you you may dap up your friends you may pull them in for an embrace but you're not like allowed to be more physically intimate for longer periods of time or for um anything that exists closer to like the center of the body it's just arms arms and hands anything that's here it's automatic in face automatically sexual so like when we have this um when we condition people to see touch and see the body in that way like we go, we have moments in like sexual ed class. And I'm going back to my freshman year when we were talking about the penis and everybody was freaking out and like laughing about it. It was like, but what are you laughing? You use your penis. What do you use your penis for? People are like, for sex. Like, really? You have sex more than you pee? How about why isn't peeing the first thing in your brain? You do that multiple times a day. You know what I mean? So like we already have certain kind of conditions in the body, whereas other countries, some more, we were talking about Cuba and how you know, the body is used in many different ways, so that might, and then talked about in many different ways, so then, like, sexual pleasure is different. Yeah, I'm even thinking <laughs> about r- Roomba, which is is a conversation about the pelvises, but in a sexual way. Like, mm-hmm. the whole point of one of the forms is to, like, the guy's, his job is to try to, like, hit the crotch with his with his scarf, and if he does, then he, you're his, mm-hmm. which is very, you know, 
Yeah. Toxic mm. masculinity. But you know what I mean? But just how, how much it's actually embedded into the folklore and how how much like the, the act of yeah. sexual pleasure, whatever it is, is embedded versus being shamed and shunned. Yes, versus being mm-hmm. shamed and shunned. Interesting. But then you got like what we talked about the other day about Iran, where they're not allowed yeah. to move at all. Again, it's yeah. where and, women aren't. And the qu- Right, and is it is it possible because that there's a sexual connotation? Because another another part of the rules or rules, the law says that you aren't allowed to dance around people who are not your immediate family. Yeah. So when you have that, what what is that? What are the connotations? What are the con- contextual things or the the what do you call those? The things that are written between the lines. That right. is that saying? They're saying that it's hard for men to control themselves, so don't do these things and you won't get caught up. But that kind of secrecy and that kind of shoving under the rug, they just don't turn out well. It doesn't, yeah. You might as well talk about it. Jada on that new Red Table Talk show, Red Table Talk. she had her mom and Willow on there and they all talked about sex. Yes. Now, I was cringing, <laughs> but I realized how important it is because once you get past the... Mm-hmm. wazoo out of it mm-hmm. I mean then you're getting into good conversations especially with your family because you finding out maybe your habits or something yes that have been happening for a while this yes. is stuff you need to watch out for yeah and once you get past that then I think it is a lot simpler it is yeah we're mm. definitely not there yet yeah I did no. I I'm so interested in learning more about like the different like the distance between say how we look at and move through our bodies versus mm-hmm. someone who does not like there are people who never stretch their arms from side to side Mm-mm. they yeah. will never you yeah, know the things crazy. that we do we just do all the time yeah. there are folks that don't even understand or, or have a relationship with their body in that way mm-hmm. so i'm curious like how they are perceiving their bodies mm-hmm. i feel like sweating is so therapeutic like every time oh, yeah. i break into a sweat i just think Something's opened up. My Absolutely, bodies open up, and for people who don't always experience that or see it as a pain, I'm like, dang, right? Or the endorphins <laughs> that it releases. Yeah, it's insane. The other thing I'm noticing is that um, people aren't always aware of how their body is, um, how their body is at any given moment. Like, I have a friend, you know, Demetrius. Mm-hmm. Demetrius always walks with his shoulders up. Like when I mean up, I mean they're basically kissing his earlobes. Like, <laughs> and when I I can always tell who he is from like blocks away because I see somebody walking very fast, very swiftly, shoulders up, arms are not swinging or moving at all. It's not it's not a loose walk by any means. And that says so a lot about him. Yes, right. But mm-hmm. when I mentioned it to him, he never he like he is authentically telling me I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. He's like I'm just walking. But he's walking in such a protective manner, like it's it's so guarded, mm-hmm. and there's so much tension and so much information just in that walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, that we see. That we see, and honestly, mm-hmm. we we have we know about the connections between. What do we call it? Somatics. We know about the connections between the mind and the body. So, like, if the body is doing something and then we change those patterns, it can honestly help unlock the things in the mind as well. You may not know why you're so guarded. You start to move in a different way, and next thing you know, I mean, when I, mean, when I say next thing you know, I mean, like, as a lived experience, next thing you know, you start to, like, have flashbacks to repressed memories that you can now address. Mm-hmm. It's also very, you know, caution, like, go into your repressed memories. memories very uh, cautiously, slowly, very yes. Cautiously. And with help, <laughs> with the lifeline. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's. There's so much that we can. I think that we can heal from and benefit from in our society, if we uh, 
maybe maybe this is the maybe this is like to bring it back maybe this is the uh beginning importance of having a dance awards because that is like the beginning of a conversation Begin, beginning to legitimize dance in the eyes of folks who are not already fans practitioners or patrons of the dance art to make that part of a n- more normalized in our society so that we can have more funding for careers like a somatic practitioner who is also here for like a sense of therapy and healing that we have people like that but then to have it more regular in schools Mm -hmm. moving practices in schools yoga not just yoga but other kind of mindfulness mindfulness moving practices in school as a part of just your everyday Mm -hmm. right office settings mm -hmm. go ahead it's like endless at that point yeah i don't know what i was going to add about that but i was wondering can we do something a fun thing Mm -hmm. well it might not be fun but um could we sort of like list off all the things that grumpy people are saying about the awards? Just you know, grumpy people. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You start because I, I I think I need a I need an example. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So here's something a grumpy person might say. Oh fuck them! They always get all the awards. Oh yeah. Or really? Why are we recognizing this person? Mm. Or this person always gets all the resources. Yeah. They're only listing people with high visibility. Hmm. <laughs> From that, I don't know. I'm just like, you know, obviously they're, they're giving us a platform to put it in our hands. Yeah. And if you've done everything you can and still aren't getting it, I still don't even know what to say then. Yeah. Um, or some people, I think uh, one of the things I hear is that the wars don't mean anything anyways. I think mm. that's like a grumpy thing. I think they obviously do. When people say that they don't, I'm like, no, they do. They do. Or if somebody mm. says, that person's work is boring. Mm-hmm. Or or um, this actually this human that just got who just got nominated is an asshole. Well, that I think both can be true. <laughs> you could be, be an awarded down queen and then also be an, an asshole. asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like, and this is one of the things that I say in my brain that I have to like work out of. I could have did that, but I didn't. So. That's it. Yep. That's one of them. That's one. That's a line. Mm-hmm. That's a line. I could have done that. Yeah. I listed a couple. You did. I don't have many. And this is and this is partly why. I I don't I just don't have these conversations. Like if I see them, they're normally like on when I get online and I see somebody posted or as a comment. Rarely do I like have these conversations like in my life about someone having a grumpy opinion about the dance awards, mostly because or any kind of award show. Mostly because like we are all of us, we are so busy doing other things that like I don't have time to be mm. naysaying something. Like uh, I got I have my own like my bills need to get paid, my goals still need to be met, my dreams need to still come to fruition. So Yeah, I was just curious about there are those people who are who will be listening to this and thinking like, Man, fuck this, fuck the awards. I mean, just just also know that you whatever you say, the words that you say have like a root. So sometimes when I say things like I could have done that, I'm also saying that um, I I recognize I have potential to make work like this. I'm just not exercising it. So, yeah, yeah. I like that positive shift. Yeah. It's like if you're not doing it, then maybe you feel like you can and you didn't do it. So all those feelings come back. Yeah. And there's jealousy. Yeah. I think that's definitely a part of it. And just being named because it can feel Mm -hmm. like such an impossible thing to reach it. That when people that do reach it and you know them or you feel some type of way, then it creates other feelings. Yeah. 
I, and I think too, like there's a way of like taking those because I, you know, our industry is somewhat competitive mm-hmm. and comparative. Yeah. That's huge. And then like figuring out how to how to flip the narrative. So like when you do have like you were saying about this, I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Flipping it to be about you and not about the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some of these other lines of people saying, "Well, this person gets all the resources." It's like how can you flip that? It's like. Yeah, what resources are they? Are you applying to stuff? Right, mm-hmm. they're they're going after the resources. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what resources are they getting that you also shot for, and then maybe you can ask not just them but yourself, why didn't you get them? Part of the things that I, part of the conversation I have with a lot of my friends and colleagues who ask me about the resources that I've gotten, is like you know what did you do or can you look over this and stuff da da da. And I think the only thing that has me stand out um, is that I apply for something and then when I don't get it I really go back to the drawing board and I like I, I, and I engage with whoever was on the board and ask them like hey I engage with the institution and ask them like hey so why did I get this thing not to just do what I think they want me to do mm-hmm. but to like hear some of the things it's like you know you didn't get it this time because there were you know we had a slot for four and you're number five that to me doesn't say I need to do anything differently, but just apply again next year. And hopefully, you know, I'm the, you recognize me more, so maybe you think it's my shot, you know? I am so big on reapplying. I've applied to something so many times, like I'm almost addicted to it. Because for me, a mm. no gets me closer to my yes. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like, mm-hmm. it just, I'm like, oh, oh, no? is Oh, you're going to tell me no? No, you're not going to tell me no. You know, that's the Aries. Like, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Fire. But it's great. Like, let it fuel you. Let it be, like, it really exciting does. and... But I give myself that day to be upset and depressed and sad yeah. about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, and then tomorrow, because like for some, our pity party, right, right. Because like someone said to me, do not, do not like make them do the work to tell you no. Mm-hmm. Don't go mm-hmm. ahead and like out like rule yourself out. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's a, that's another perspective. I apply for things, and I'm like, I can't, I can't. They're like, oh, I don't need this, or oh, da 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 da, da or I'm not going to take this. Like, it, it, it actually wasn't even offered to me. Mm-hmm. I haven't applied. It hasn't been offered to me yet, so I can't. Let me not even go through the mental gymnastics of fitting it into my life or le- or delegitimizing the the actual thing before it's offered to me. The other thing though is like going back to the drawing board included um, asking myself how engaged I am with the actual organization. Absolutely. Applying for things that I actually have no, I don't know anybody's name who's working in that building or in in those seats like then if I get a no, it might be more because they're like, I don't know who this person is. Like, mm-hmm. their work could be great, but the other four people that we like, you know, they take class here. We they're know in them. the community they're in, in a certain way. They're in the community in a way. Yeah, you got to be engaged. So, you know, it's getting the, I think, part of people's saltiness about somebody always getting resources. They they discredit the actual, like, they, they don't discredit the artwork. They're discrediting the the footwork it takes to show up to places mm-hmm. to be oh that's huge too like because i'll say something about one of the people that were nominated mm-hmm. um i their work like there i see them a lot mm-hmm. and, and they have a lot of different gigs and yeah. it's and they'll take one work and they'll show it in different formats yeah. and different versions of it and i'm like well that makes sense like yeah. there, there's a frequency there and they're yeah. putting in that work yeah mm-hmm. you gotta love the process and the work yeah. And understand your work too, like and understand mm-hmm. how it can exist authentically in different spaces in different ways. Right. You're welcome in different spaces. Yeah. You don't even have to be phased really much by all those other doubtful things that come in your head. Yeah. Right. You step into those spaces. 
Can we hit this one last segment that I'm really excited to talk about? Can I say this really quick, though? Can no. I ask? I'm asking it. <laughs> so what would you say to someone who wants a Bessie and or may be upset that they weren't nominated this year? What, what can we say to them? Try again next year. Yeah, I mean, just keep making work. Keep trying to get to where you are and say what you have to say. Because even if you don't get the Bessie, I think if you're super honest and mm-hmm. Love what really you do. super in it with your work, someone's going to see it and you'll get some type of recognition that will last a long time. Right. And I would say, remember why you're doing the work. Are you is it, are you doing it for you and because you need it? Mm-hmm. Or is it to get the award? That, yeah. If you didn't, I won't. Yeah, you got to see past it. Like when Beyonce didn't get the Grammy for Lemonade, I didn't even really care. I'm like, this everybody going to know this album. Yeah. My children going to know about it, and I don't yeah. think they're going to check in to see, <laughs> you know, did she win the Grammy that year? I'm like, they might not care. Yeah. So and if something th- like that can be continued. I think a lot of the works I really love, I don't know if they got a best seat or any award. Yeah. They just are the works I love. Right. So the question that I have for people, for anybody who might be doubtful, about the, themselves or like have negative feelings about not being nominated or winning something. It's about, um, so why are you, the question is why are you doing the thing? Are you doing it for the award or are you doing it for something that is more grounded, more reliable and something that's from a, a more positive and high frequency place? Because if you're doing that, then these things, whether you, when you get it, it's like to aid that thing. So if I were to get the award, it is to support my my artistry in general mm-hmm. it gives it a larger platform it gives more eyes right. on it it's it's positive but if i don't get it i literally lost nothing i lost nothing because to be considered means i've done this amount of work to be considered mm-hmm. that losing doesn't discredit all that work nope. even if i didn't get considered even if i wasn't ever nominated like Am I still booking shows? Am I still showing my work? Am I still getting funding? Am I still, you know, getting residency opportunities? Am I still who I am on this day? Because that's what it should boil down to. It's Mm -hmm. not a, you know, you don't. I was talking to somebody in a relationship context and they were like upset about the relationship changing and like not being, not meeting their goals. And they were like, okay, well, I guess we should never talk again. I was like, wait, what? It was like, well, if we're not going to, like, be together, why should we do this? I was like, because, like, you're a good person. I'm a good person. Yeah, it's not about what you're about to get in the end. Yeah. It's about everything in between. It's not a zero-sum game where it's like you don't get what you want. So that means we should just, like, erase everything. And, like, now I don't mm-hmm. exist. Like, how does, what? That doesn't make any sense. Know your intentions. But that's, you know, that's part of our society. Right. And honestly, be memorable. Even if you don't win. Mm-hmm. You don't got to try to be memorable. You just need to be yourself real, real well. Yeah. But that's what I told my sister when she did this dance competition. Mm-hmm. And whether she went or not, it's like she'll be that girl. And also, if you were robbed, you don't have to say it. Everybody else. Right. Will. That's the thing. If you're robbed <laughs> and everybody says it, that's enough. That's it. Beyonce mm-hmm. sat back there when she didn't get when she didn't win self-titled mm-hmm. and just sat. Mm-hmm. And then when she also didn't win Best Album for Lemonade, she just sat and then let Adele get up here and say it. Because that's mm-hmm. what it boils down to. When your work is that good and you were robbed, you don't need to say anything. The world is going to speak on your behalf. Just go back into the studio and keep doing your stuff. Right. You'll be more famous. Yeah. Right. SZA's still on the, um, her iTunes, her album is like in the top 20 for iTunes. Too. Yeah, still. Because the work is good. Mm-hmm. 
Question. Why isn't there an Oscar for best choreography? Yeah, that's best it. Note on this. Have y'all seen Annihilation? No. That movie that came out? Well, I don't want to give it away to anybody who wants to see it, but mm-hmm. there's an ending scene okay. that is like this mirroring duet hmm. that was definitely choreographed. And hmm. it's it's so beautiful. Okay. That would definitely be nominated if there was a best choreography section. Is it in the theaters currently? No, it was um I saw it earlier this summer. Okay. And I don't even want to give away what the film is about, but just nonverbal communication mm. and seeing a version of yourself that is also doing the same thing as you, it was it just opens up a whole conversation. Yeah. And I'm really surprised that there isn't at least a choreography um, category. Yeah. Because, like, fight scenes are choreography. Boom. Can't, okay, so mm. let's, let's can we get in an imagination world? If there was a category for movement practice for the Emmys, mm-hmm. what would the title be? Because I feel like choreography is just just one. Oh, sorry, sorry, not just one category. What missing categories should there be for Oscars that involve movement. So we already talked about like best choreography. I think that's one. I'm even thinking like best dancer. Really? Because I mean like there are, so in this sense, there's an image of Hugh Jackman doing, what is this from? La La, no. From The Greatest Showman. There are other, and then there's other Mm -hmm. films like Showgirls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are films in history that are around dance, it's about dance, that involve some acting as well. So, like, you know, the acting role is in part, you know, I mean, there's there's a there's a category for your acting, but does, does are they considering the dancing part of the acting? I feel like they're not. So I feel like you could probably win in a dance film for Best Dancer mm-hmm. and not um, be an actor or and also be an actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wonder how they would do that. I could see them doing like a best body double. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good one. Stump double. Mm-hmm. Cause I, and I think the public will care about that because it's like, let you know that was not um, mm-hmm. so-and-so doing that backflip. Well, that maybe this man. Maybe if it wasn't about doubles because some, some actors do their own stunts. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just like best stunt or best um, movement practice or something. Mm-hmm. That sounds too downtown dancey. But I, I know what you sometimes yeah. I was thinking like movement sequence, like I don't know what yes. it is. Like sometimes there's just a part in the movie where it's just it's done so well. Like yeah. this movement sequence is great. Yeah, yeah. Um I would like to also let's go back in history to like not to award or not or maybe not just award, but even nominate. I would like to nominate slash award Pina for best choreography mm-hmm. on film. Period. Yeah. I mean and the thing is that that work was so um, marinated and fleshed over time that it was, I don't even think it was ever meant for film until mm-hmm. this moment when they're filming it. So that even precedes whatever award <laughs> they're trying to give that. But I, I mean, it was an amazing film. What about, I mean, I like Chicago. Yeah. You're leaving Chicago out center good. stage. So There's <laughs> so many. I'm not, okay, I'm oh. not saying... Well, there's a new award a summer every year. So Pina and Chicago don't come out the same year. So they wouldn't even be nominated together. You said of all time, I thought. Oh, not of all time. I'm just saying, like, in history, go back and just say, like, what 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 films deserve this award 
that mm. if it were to exist, they should get it like retroactively. I think even some of these like military films and like the yeah. the staging of the people and yeah. the, that that is dance. That's like and even sure. like in Emmy, like uh, have you been watching um. Game of Thrones. I haven't. Okay. I'm all. I haven't even started. You. I don't know if you would like it. Actually, I don't know if you would like it. People tell me I would. I don't know. Yeah. People say you would because they would. I don't know when people say like, "Oh, you would like it." I'm always questioning like, "Are you saying I would like it because you like it, or are you Mm -hmm. saying I would like it because you know what I like?" I know what you like. I don't know if you would like it. Mm. That's why I'm saying it. Anyways. We should petition for this, by the way. I'm we, looking at all the different categories for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And they have one for like costume design, right. sound editing, uh-huh. sound, mixing. sound mixing. Sound mixing. We're two separate awards. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Visual effects. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, why isn't there writing, which makes sense. Honestly, and at this point, I would even take it being an award that isn't even publicized, isn't even televised. You know, there's a lot of awards that go out that aren't televised. That's what I would expect it to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be at televised. Even out like the, the week before? Or even, yeah, right. even if it goes out the week before. And it's like a gala for the people who are there. Like, and when I say they're there, people who are a part of that industry, you know, have a little spot downtown for dancers, invite the folk. You announce it there. It's real. Yo, they even have one for makeup and hair styling. My point. So yeah, and honestly, we should be on TV. The yeah. the best choreographer movement phrase, whatever it is, because America needs to see everything that it takes. Yeah, to make a film. These things aren't just plopped in. No, this ain't just a dance scene. This no. is this is what the movie might stand on, or yeah, the essence of. This it. might be the thing that makes you want to watch this movie again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Like. It doesn't have to be a plot point. It doesn't have to be a dance film. But it, um, but there are some dance sequences. I'm, th- I'm thinking of Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. That was notorious for its dancing at the end. Like I'm gonna send a petition or a note. You gonna send a petition? Sweet. I think that's good. Um, okay, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, we did some questions, announcements. What you doing, Wendell? What you got going on? Okay, so. I'm actually I'm throwing a party slash performance at Shea Bushwick hey. on August sixth. Now I'm getting the the invite information ready and everything. Shea Bushwick's not that big, so I can't be inviting everybody, but I will put out an RSVP mm-hmm. for those really interested in coming. There will be drinks and there will be performances and there will be fun. Also, I'll be performing at Judson Church um, on September seventeenth. So come through. New yes. work in the making. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. This is be coming out August. Dang, I just looked. No, it's coming out. This episode is July thirty first, so it'll be great. It'll be just a week. Before. Perfect. What you doing, Melanie? Melanated Queen. What am I doing? So for September, I have three shows coming up on September sixteenth. September nice. 22nd, and then I'm also doing another show September 22nd in Times Square, which I'll have more info about. It's working with another artist. Liddy. Liddy yeah. Liddy. Awesome. What about um, you? What Liddy. am I doing? I don't think I'm doing anything in September. I'm not doing anything until, like, October, November. So, yeah, most of most of what I'm doing. I'm Well, but at the main, at this current point, I'm working on a piece, um, a newer work of mine, which um, is looking at trauma, specifically um, traumas that I've ex- uh, that I've experienced in my life. 
And um, the purpose of it is to show the healing practices that I'm currently using to heal and address from these traumas. Um, I'm really excited for this work because I'm using some more visual aids, which I normally try my best not to do in most works. Mm -hmm. But I'm creating a fort um, for this work and in the creation as part of the part of the performance. And then once the fort is created, we'll go into imaginative space mm. where um, we'll begin to process or show how I've been processing the traumas. Mm -hmm. um, the fort is really great as a callback to childhood, and I'm excited to light it actually with household lighting instruments. So instead of using the traditional performance-based lighting things, mm -hmm. I'm excited to use like lamps and flashlights. And what is the material for the fort? Sheets and blankets. Nice. Mm -hmm. Do they yeah. come inside? Actually, the um, I'm working on figuring out how to get the audience engaged and building it with me because basically mm -hmm. the fort will be uh, about the size of the performance space. Mm -hmm. So um, as I'm building, I'm going to elicit help from the audience. And I guess I'll just have to start staging people and like, you know, if you're coming, be ready to help me build a fort. Um, and as I'm building a fort, I'll be, you know, sharing stories and about trauma and things like that. Once the fort is built, then the process, which will be a lot of the movement practice, or a lot of my movement practice will exist in. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I definitely see it as like an evening length show, but since I kind of have a time limit, it's a split bill for the Van Lier Fellowship. Mm -hmm. and I might have about like 30 minutes. So I'm, I'm kind of seeing this as like the first showing of a much larger conversation and process and research so that's what i'm most consumed with this summer because i'm doing all the research all the studying all the cultivating of things but this to show that it'll be in november it'll be the week of november uh 11th to the 15th so nice yeah 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 i'll have a lot more information when all the publicity and shit comes out for that nice awesome so um let's go ahead and talk about what our dance union has you want me to go first? Yes, I do. Wendell, would you like to go first as our guest? Wow. Okay. So how do I do this? I so just, you just say like what your dance union has. My dance union has uh, hope and willfulness and faith. I like yeah. it. That is so on brand for you. I love it. <laughs> my dance union has an award ceremony. My dance union has a credit union. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there was one I say. <laughs> wait, wait. It's a credit union. Yes. <laughs> Come on. And a leasing office. Yes. So you can, not a leasing office, sorry, uh, a loan office so that you can like take out a dance loan to, for your projects. Yes. Emergency funding. Yes. You know, like, oh my God, this unexpected expense came. I got to make sure my dancers get paid. Emergency mm -hmm. funding. Oh, I love this. Okay. Damn. So um, I guess we're going to wrap this up. I would say, Thank you for listening to this episode of The Dance Union. You can um, listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Also, um, if you have any questions about what we said or you want to engage with us further, you can engage with us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at The Dance Union. Same with Facebook, The Dance Union. As well as you can email us at the Dance Union Podcast, all spelled out one word at gmail.com. That's T H E D A N C E P O D C A S T at gmail.com. 
Also, if you're listening to us and you like what you hear, please make sure to give us a like and rate us five stars, five stars, five stars. And make sure you share it with a friend. Let somebody know that this thing exists. Tell them, you know, there's this dance podcast out. You should check it out. It's pretty dope. You can search for us on those platforms I mentioned earlier. And also, you can, if you see us post something, you just share it. Get the word out. You know, word of mouth is lit. Um, is there anything else that I need to, like, wrap up, wrap us up with? No. I think that was very thorough. Thank you. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting better at this. The seamlessness is just like water. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like water. Thank you so much. Okay, um, what song should we sing on the way out? I would like to sing one you don't know. Can we do The Little Mermaid now? (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, um, The Broadway I want to start with the bridge. I can do that. Oh no, look at this stuff. Isn't Isn't it neat? Wouldn't Wouldn't you you think think my collection's complete? complete? Wouldn't you think I'm a girl, a girl who has everything? Look at these troves, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around, don't you think? Sure. She's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. Want a thing about? I've got 20? 20? Plenty? <laughs> but, but who cares? Hey, no big deal. Ah, I, I want more harmony. Okay, I'm ready to know what, what the, the people, people know. know. Right, keep going. Ask them questions and get some answers. Let me just edit like, this out. what is a fire? And, and why does it? What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? And my love. But to explore the sun from above. I don't know if you have this range. Okay. Wandering free. Hey. Wish I could be part of that world. Wow. I love that. We skipped the verse or something, but that's how good. We did. It was a short verse. That was was so lovely. I appreciate you guys so much for that. (laughs) 